Hey guys, this is Manga Masala, Pi Radio South Asian show. This is Simran and I'm joined here with Carlos and Popadom and Halima. How are you guys doing? Hey guys, um, I'm all right, very tired, very hungry. I am fasting today. Um, for those listening live, this is a pre-record and it is two hours left till iftar and I was just complaining that basically it is my fault because I don't eat um seri suhoor whatever you guys call it Bengali's calling it fatabala but um yeah I don't eat like the dawn meal I don't, I don't drink I literally eat once a day once every 24 hours which is the iftar and then that's it those of you who know, who fast will know like the struggles when you're fasting and working at the same time. Before, like when you're a student, Ramadan is so lit. Like you just stay awake all night. You stay awake all morning. You do your like you know you do your seri. You do your you pray your fajr like your your dawn prayers, and then you go to sleep. And then you don't wake up till like one p.m. the next day, and it's only like you've got half a day left till you, your fast opens. So easy, but when you're working. And like you gotta be open online at nine a.m. and then like you have to eat at four a.m. It's just it's long. So I just always choose sleep over eating, and then I regret it the next day. Yeah. Do you even just like wake up at like in the morning and just like down loads of water at least? I try. I drink like a like well, you know what I don't even drink. You know what it is? It's because if that is so late, like if that is at like well now it's like ten past eight right now. And it moves later every day. It moves like a few minutes late every day. And at the minute, if that is so late that by the time I've eaten and like, by the time I go to sleep, I'm still full. I haven't digested. At like 4 a.m., I'm still full from like iftar. I just, I haven't. So even water, like, and I'm the kind of person who like, I know a lot of people will just soldier on through it and just like go to sleep bloated. I can't do it. If I'm full, I can't keep like, I just can't keep eating I can't eat, keep drinking so yeah it's been difficult it's been difficult yeah because I thought of like waking up at like three four in the morning and then eating like chicken curry and rice like people, mm. do. people do people literally eat like full-on meals and I can't lie I used to back in the day I can't be doing that anymore yeah yeah no it's it's thankfully though like I'm working from home when I say working from home working from bed it's not so bad at least you're not moving around loads <laughs> no I don't like it's what imagine like if I was in the office and I'd have to wake up every day at 7am going to the oh my god no. oh yeah I saw like um like an infographic or something like that on Instagram and it was basically like a lot of countries like ranked not all the countries but quite a few countries ranked in terms of like who had the longest um time to fast in the day and the UK was up there yeah the UK is up there and like Iceland mm. I remember like one of the one of the years because because Ramadan also like moves forward like 10 days every year so you have it throughout the seasons and I think it was a couple of years ago Iceland their fast was 22 hours but at that point is there any like loophole <laughs> I don't, I don't, do you know what though I'm saying that but I only eat once every I eat once every 20 yeah the same as like not eating seriously so actually when you think about it it's not you just have that it's just one meal really like you just have a two-hour window to eat as much as you can yeah the thing is water like is dehydration like right now I'm a bit headachey because I'm dehydrated but if you're if you're keeping yourself hydrated if you drink enough water it's not that bad there must isn't there like some countries like Iceland 
vibe countries that like in some months they literally have like no night time i was like yeah oh that's not but then conversely oh. don't they have the opposite yeah they'll have like all all the time night time oh no oh my but then, god but then you get like at that point you get like paid to live there you get like so much vitamin d they have like vitamin d like um supplements and they have like special lamps that basically make the world like daytime like it's a bit crazy oh god the S- obviously that messes with like your head doesn't it the S- kicking yeah your backside man oh my god i can't handle like uk winters imagine like 24 hours darkness i know but you know like there where it's like 22 hours of fasting or like even longer i guess if it's there like summer months and it's a bit mad over there is there like how do you get about fasting I think you just have to do it like you just have to do it I don't think there are loopholes as far as I'm aware I don't think there are loopholes um I mean there's enough loopholes anyway in terms of like health and being able to fast and stuff like that but oh with regards to like medicine and like things like that exactly exactly but um nah but if it's a long fast it's a long fast isn't it you just gotta pray to god that you make it through the things even UK's up there. That's the thing. No, I know UK's a long fast. It's we yeah. have is, um how long is ours? Like for 16 hours? 16 hours, I think. That's mad. It's long. Yeah, yeah. 16 hours. This is um one of my friends is Nigerian and there he was saying like our fast was so short. Like before he moved here, he was like to come into the UK from being in Nigeria, he was like it was like being hit by a bus, how long the fast is. Yeah. Because I've done a couple of Ramadans in Bangladesh. I've done like a few, and it's 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 so easy. It's slightly even cheating to be honest. Like I don't even know if my fast counted because it was that easy. Like doesn't even feel like you're fasting, bro. You like you'd be going to sleep at sunrise. Um, you'd eat your meal, you'd go to sleep, and then again, like because I wasn't working, I'd wake up the next day at like one p.m. If that would be like five p.m. <laughs> literally i'll be four hours but that's how long because i'm also i can't generally like even when i'm not fasting i can't eat um, yeah exactly by the time you want to eat it's like three exactly. like, like, perfect literally but yeah it's all for a good cause anyway you better be seeing me god better be seeing me at the pearly gates inshallah <laughs> how are you though how are you what have you been up to put my back in oh yeah guys Simon was just complaining about being old okay I'm not old I know I'm not old but I feel like a grandma today because I've done my back I've actually done my back in I've been like holding my back and walking around I've made every single person in my life stand on me <laughs> I had my grandma it happens. It actually happens when you get to that age like you're so you're like you're a lot more susceptible to like yeah. and pains I, I feel like I've just got constant body ache Constant I had my ache. grandma with a rolling pin literally rolling my back out because yes. I think I need to invest in like a foam roller or something but that was the next best thing like some like desi version of a foam roller get a kid to the back that's the best yeah I need I need like a small child yeah but um 22 you're 22 right now isn't it yes <laughs> uh yeah I'm 22 don't remind me please thanks Simran 22 I'm I'm gonna be tw- I'm 26 and five months okay so i'm home right now i cannot come home without being reminded that i am expired i'm on the shelf that's been my life since i was like i remember you saying this when we first started the show like 
that's Very been much. that's been my life for a long time but 26 you know what Carlos I was thinking the other day because me and Carlos were the same age we're like a month apart so Carlos and I were both 26 in a matter of months can we still class ourselves as a youth as a youth like so wait, wait, you know you've been in the 25 and older x-factor category for a while now <laughs> that's what I mean can shut we- up Simran shut- <laughs> like I've come off mute just to say shut up but that's literally what we market ourselves as a youth show. Like, is that not like, <laughs> is that not what you call that false advertisement at this yeah. point? Guys, we're here to redefine what youth is. Okay. Like, then, because when you look at Talent Hunt and they're all like nine years old. <laughs> exactly. The life expectancy is going up. Like, you think, we'll say it is. Like, <laughs> well, it's, well, it's definitely not going down, I don't think. Whatever helps you guys sleep at night. No, but I think, okay, now that you said it, that Pi Radio is like a youth led radio show, and I look at the like new content that comes, like Talent Hunt vibes, those kids are like literally nine years old. Yeah, and, and I'm 26 in a matter of months. It's actually disgusting. But do you know what? I feel like when I turned 25, I went through, I spoke about it on the show before, I went through like a massive existential crisis. And, you, and, and then I realized I have to just completely rethink the way that I re, re kind of form the way that I think about age you lot you lot aren't gonna like this but I think my existential crisis is coming when I hit 23 which is October because 22 was my I'm 21 again because of COVID year do you know what I mean like I was in denial just wait till you hit 25 nothing hits that when you're 25 okay I'll shut up I'll shut up everyone always says like from when you're 25 the years go by your body is just not the same anymore like your youth, the like twenty five people say is like when your youth disappears. Oh, do you know what I think the worst age is to be? Out of all the ages, zero to hundred. Wait, hang on. Wait, twenty three. No. Every, but I need to tell you something. By the way, everyone hates twenty three. I think you said you like twenty three. Everyone, no, no. But I'm saying generally, like everyone hates the age. I mean, twenty three is a bit of a serious year. Like I feel like life gets a bit more serious when you're twenty three. There's no more you like denying it. Half of my I, I was 23 when the pandemic hit. Half of my 20 year 23 was pandemic. But before that, I had a great 23. I'm not going to lie. I love being 23. Mm. I, I feel like perceptions of age have changed so much because of the pandemic, though. Yeah, no, true. It's all been pushed back a little bit. I lost, like, two prime years of my... Yeah. I'd say I'm still reclaiming my prime years that I lost. Mid-20s. I went 19, 20, and 21 people back. Live, people, people, people would live for those years. Like, people live yeah. for those years. Yeah, the pandemic hit when I was 20. Yeah, I was 20 when the when when, when it started. But you had that's, that's long. That's long, because at least I, I had it halfway through my master's, which yeah. wasn't as bad, because obviously I had like my... I was halfway through my second year, and I remember just... No, being, Fuming. like I was so mad about it I mean we were lucky because we still had obviously all of our first year which is the good year and then half of second year so it was like we had our fun but it was it was like it was just the thing of being like I am 20 and I'm locked in the house and then my 21st birthday was when we had the tier system set up and in Liverpool you remember it was like tiers one two and three and they made tier four all the northern Liverpool got the higher tiers yeah they made up tier four just for Liverpool for like a month something like that and then so we were in that so then we went we were like able to like I want to say go for a drink and like a, when you had to have a substantial meal oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah sad time all those rules well yeah Simran what were you saying about what's the worst age 
What do you guys think? What do you guys think from zero to a hundred? Well, well, obviously I can only comment on so far. Um, no, no, objectively, out of all the ages, what do you think is the worst one? Um, I would say. When you're dead old, like I think the older you get, like because you can do less, you feel worse. Like no, no, but people also do say that your thirties and that your forties are what are really like your thirties if you're like childless. Oh, it's really fun because you have money. That's when you have money, and that's when like twenties are like kind of for, for figuring your ish out. Thirties mm-hmm. is like when you kind of you're a lot more financially like independent and stable. You kind of know yourself a lot more, and if you are like childless, apparently your thirties are supposed to be great. But similar, well, you have an actual answer. No, this is just my opinion. But... Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, oh, statistically, <laughs> this is the age, right? But I, st- I stand by it. In my mind, it's fact. It's 27. No one likes you when you're 27. You know what? I have heard that, actually. Name me one 27-year-old that you like. I was thinking 27, I just didn't say it. 27-year-olds suck. So irrelevant, isn't it? It's such an irrelevant Like, age. I feel like, okay, hear me out. 20... Two, you're making, you're still 21, really. 23 kind of sucks too. 24, you've made your peace with it. 25, you've made your peace with it. 26, you're like, okay, I'm past 25. Like, I'm just growing up now. 27 is miserable because you have to now be confronted with the fact that you're going to be 30. And then 28, 29, you made your peace with it. 30, lit. 30s, lit. 40s, settled. 50, you know you're old, you know? 27 is that one year that sucks. Thanks for that, Simran. Um, really looking forward to next year. Um, oh my God, that's next year. Wait, for- yeah. you're 27 next year? Me yeah. and Alima are 27. Yeah, well, you guys are going to suck next year. <laughs> I'm, I'm 27 in less than a year and a half. Uh, right, anyway, but also you've got the fact 27 is the age that a lot of famous people randomly die. That's a okay. fun fact. The whole, the, you know, the, the 27 club? No. So there's all, there's like literally a load of celebrities, like really famous people who have all died <clears throat> at the age of 27. So you got like Jimi Hendrix, ah. yeah, Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. Ah. Like, there's loads of them. Like, yeah. Well, um, are you September and October both your birthdays, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, that's crazy, man. 27. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, thanks, Simran, for projecting your own crisis onto us. Oh, and come on! You can't tell me twenty-seven is. You can't tell me twenty-seven is good. I actually don't mind. I don't mind about twenty-seven. It, it is the idea of approaching thirty. I think twenty-nine. I I I don't think I want to be twenty-nine because that's I literally like. Oh my gosh, thirty's coming up next. Yeah, like at that point, you've literally just got to like you. You're in the position where you've accepted it, though. Whereas like twenty seven is the year that like you're so in between. Oh, and I feel like I feel like no, I feel like twenty seven. You've still got, even though it's a bit of like, like a dead irrelevant year. You still have enough of your twenties left to kind yeah. of like incentivize a certain kind of lifestyle, right? Whereas, whereas if you've got, whereas if you're twenty nine, then you're just it's just dread. I feel like that entire year we just dread. But then when you're when you get to 30, then it's like you have no option but to just claim it. I've but then 29 is like that denial phase, isn't it? 
I've heard the 30s are good. You know what happened the other day? I was in Primark doing a return and I paid for it using my Apple Pay, right? And I don't think I've ever had to do a return of something I paid for on Apple Pay. And then she was like, oh, is it the device ending in this number? So I showed her my card and she was like, that's not it. You know, this is like a 60 year old woman, right? She's like, right, you have to go on your phone, press those three dots, open your settings, show me this, this, this. That's your device code because you pay on Apple Pay. I was like, I'm just going to like a 60 year old woman. I wouldn't know that either. My family always, my sisters, my younger sisters, they call me a boomer. <laughs> they literally call me a boomer. Because, you know, like, you know, like, they're, they're like the TikTok generation, right? Mm. And I'll, apparently, I'm really late to all of these TikTok trends. So I'll be singing. Like, <laughs> I'll be like, I don't know, quoting a TikTok trend. And they'll be like, oh, my God, that was like four, four like trend cycles ago. You're such a boomer. Yeah. What's a trend cycle? I, I just think like the, the difference in generations is getting narrower and narrower like generations no, mean wider quicker. yeah i don't know i don't know but like i feel like yeah, yeah. generations are changing quicker than they used to be like i feel like yeah last before us it was like by the decade more or less yeah. like people would change and technology would change so culture would and society would change along with that now i feel like kids two three years younger than me yeah you know, there's differences between me and you and carlos in some aspects and then there's differences between me and people that are in first year now yeah trust me trust me or like, kids that are in sixth form now like it baffles me when were you born 2000 99 but october 99 yeah like my my little sister the the generation gap is literally insane the world that they live they live in it's just I, that's what even makes me feel older like being yeah. being around yeah. possibly like but, i feel like because of technology like there's stuff that we don't understand just to do with the basis of technology the technology that they were like born with i've 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 accepted that i'm old like a lot of slang these days i'm like what is that music who is that what is that song what is this trend this tiktok generation i just i mean i love tiktok i spend a lot of time on tiktok but i just i'm just i'm i've accepted i'm just not hip anymore damn i can't i don't think i can make my peace with that ever it's all right. It's all right. It's it's a different kind of like it's a different kind of like audience now, and like you just hone in on the fact that yeah, cool. This is. I just realized like I remember one of my friends always used to say like, as you get older, you get more invisible. And obviously, I know I'm still young, but I do see it. What do you mean invisible? Obviously, like in terms of like other people like noticing you or being like relevant or in like I don't know like in terms of like social standing and stuff I think it gets more washed out as you get older obviously because you're not going to be like 30 and like bait are you but like I feel like it's a bit of a weird one to like come to terms with when you're used to like social circles in like your hometown or in where you went to uni or like wherever and then it becoming more like washed out makes me sad Cameron, why are you coming today with just all of like the depressing takes which ultimately are obviously going to affect me and helena a lot because more my back hurts. three years because my back hurts therefore we must suffer yes anyway right. this is a good segue into our main topic because <laughs> we're talking about the tiktok generation and how quickly that trend cycles change let's talk about the fact that it is literal world war three and it doesn't seem to be, I'm not going to say not in the news, because obviously it is in the news, but like, it's not at the forefront of anyone's minds. Because I'm saying, yeah, World War Three broke out, Kylie Jenner had a baby, and then Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, and I haven't really heard about it since. I think this is the thing, right? So like, since you 
I brought this up as a topic that's potential to be discussed. I think I do get what you're saying, but at the same time, I think the reason why World War Three, like well, but the thing is, I think the reason why we are able to be like that is because we are living in Western society where ultimately we're a lot more privileged that we aren't coming face to face of all this stuff, which ultimately what's going on in Ukraine, which is I think what we're referring to as World War Three, essentially, like that is a reality elsewhere in the world on the daily. It's just, it feels a lot more significant because it's involving a superpower and it's close to us. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like- I've got a point to make, a political one. Yeah. So both both the world wars that we've had so far um, kind of started in Europe. but they were kind of extrapolated onto the world stage because that was in them times still the the time of the era of empire and colonialism so if europe is going into the war it, all its colonies are going into the war right um whereas now i mean this is not to say that imperialism is still not a thing absolutely is especially like military imperialism however it's not as explicit as you know um mother colony and col- and baby colonies right um so i i wonder how that impacts like there's something it's something that i think probably to be like researched a little bit but i wonder how that impacts then like um conflicts the the, the kind of the um the extrapolatory index i guess of of conflicts like how much can conflicts now actually be extrapolated in the same way that they were a decade ago when empire was still around and when certain kind of the global south essentially didn't really have a choice but to be but to be dragged into like european wars and european conflicts um because for example like if we go into a war now right god forbid god forbid god forbid Obviously, Europe would form um, the the kind of the alliances with would be on Ukraine's Europe. I mean, so like UK, so where we live would be would fight be fighting for Ukraine against Russia. Now, for example, let's say Bangladesh. When Bangladesh was a British colony, Bangladesh wouldn't have a say, right? Whereas Bangladesh now has. Um, I can't remember which specific vote it was, like which specific, it was a UN assembly, I can't remember which specific one, but they were kind of like countries were voting obviously to and against sanctions on Russia or something like that, I can't remember. And Bangladesh abstained, right? And obviously on the surface, you're like, oh my God, that's terrible. Like, why are you not like, um, you know, condemning these guys there, whatever's blah, 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 blah. And yet, of course, what, what Russia are doing are awful, but it's not as simple as, for example, a country like Bangladesh, who has very, very minuscule military might, who is at the behest of like so much foreign aid, um, who is vulnerable to foreign aid. It's not as simple as someone somewhere like Bangladesh coming forward and be like, hey, yeah, we condemn it completely right um especially given like the i won't go too much into the history of it but like the 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 role of like russia in 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 bangladesh's like liberation movement as well what i'm trying to say is like back in the day there would be no question about it bangladesh would be joining the war whereas now where bangladesh is like an independent country um it has of its own volition like abstained from condemning russia so i wonder if a war came whether bangladesh would join the war right so then kind of like I was saying, it kind of, it does make you wonder, like, if this does kind of explode into a world war, what would a world war now look like? 
now that it's not the age of empire and we're like there's a lot more individual countries who have to make individual mm-hmm. decisions rather than a handful of countries that control the rest yeah. of the world and make the decision for them you know i definitely agree with what you're saying because one of the points that i was going to bring up was what i brought up in a conversation with someone else is that if you actually compared this to world war ii and the life that people were living in britain granted the war is obviously not here but if you compared it to the life that people were living in terms of like rations and bunkers and like people getting sent off and obviously horrific horrific things the difference is that we're sat here on TikTok still and working nine to fives and working from home and going out and going for food and whatever. Like it feels like obviously our day to day hasn't changed. Granted, the war isn't happening here, but UK is, is involved in some respect in terms of like the goings on over there. And we're in support of Ukraine. So you think that given the scale of the war, at least how they portray the scale of the war to be, um, that it would have disrupted life in some way further than petrol you know i think it's reflected in all aspects as well like i always think in terms of i don't think there could ever be another world war and Mm. the thing is as well when we say world war like like lima said ultimately it is kind of um groups relating to the superpowers and their um sub countries that they colonize basically fighting against each other right um and obviously the difference is now we don't have um, as strict a sense of colonialism. And also you've got the fact that nuclear weaponry has advanced massively. So I don't, and it is ultimately the superpowers that have access to the most nuclear weapons. And I think, I, I just can't imagine a situation where we would ever get into actually a world war, because I know that if anyone threatened like nuclear warfare like they know no yeah no one would know it wouldn't run because no one would do it because they know as soon as they drop a bomb someone else is going to drop one straight back it's the end of the world the whole world world is gone we're done earth bye-bye r.i.p earth Mm. do you know what i don't even know yeah i just the point i was like when i brought this conversation topic up was that it's like obviously the extent of the situation is so dire and it's so intense right now and the way when it started for the first two weeks it was absolutely everywhere you could not escape it like all over the news all over tv all over social media tiktok everything we were literally seeing tiktoks of ukrainian soldiers walking around with armor armor is that the right word like all the uniform and guns on and stuff like it was crazy and then it just feels like now you don't see it as much and it's like i think in 1939 when world war ii broke out if like whoever was famous back then slapped someone on stage i don't think it would be a big deal (laughs) you know like it's just i think it just points towards like the like fleeting nature of like news and how we can't care about anything for more than a couple of weeks now because there's always something there's always a hot new topic to talk about it's 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 um i think i think yeah i definitely agree and also because i think um it's kind of like information overload at the mm-hmm. minute like we have so much exposure to so many things like back in let's say world war Two, when war was breaking out and even when it was at the stage where it was still very localized like europe or whatever um it's not as though like people had numerous media platforms numerous news channels all all dedicated to different things you know mm-hmm. like it would just be a handful um 
and and you know a big news story would kind of monopolize all of those platforms whereas mm-hmm. now it's kind of like okay cool you have like news channels but then you also have like social media platforms um so th- we have access to a lot more of what's going on and therefore we can choose to distract ourselves and mm-hmm. i think that's what it is it's that we choose to distract ourselves with other things that are available to us social media and and etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's not i don't know if i would necessarily blame people for doing that like you know it's really hard yeah I don't think I blame people for doing that because we've spoken about this on the show before about you know you physically cannot care about everything when everything that you're being fed to on tv and social media is so bleak and dire and traumatic to consume you are not a bad person for being selfish and switching it off sometimes and just saying like, I can't, I don't have, I can't, I don't have the mental capacity to care about this right now. I need to focus on myself. It's too much watching violence and heartbreak and like people's families getting broken up live on air constantly. Sometimes you just need to like switch it off. I think we spoke about this. I want to say it was in relation to the farmers protests about a year ago. Um, and the same thing still applies now. Like it, you have to, you can't put all your effort into like caring about stuff like this all the time. You know what? It's really hard, I think, in this age of like, information of overexposure to know what to draw the line between being invested enough so that you actually care and and doing what you can to help a cause and just being completely apathetic right and I think having numerous kind of options of of media consumption is important because it means that we don't over fixate and and become miserable and over invested in something that ultimately we might not be able to help but also at the same time it also does give you the chance to like run and and ignore and turn away from things that actually might need your attention and might I'm not saying it's yeah I'm not saying it's always a bad thing to switch off because it can be necessary but if you are constantly doing it and choosing not to engage you have to recognize that you're in a place of privilege to be able to do that 100 at some point yeah no I, I agree because you can't you can't it's apathy then isn't it that what that does is it just breeds apathy and, and, it, and it kind of breeds a very nonchalant um yeah. reaction to things that actually are not not nonchalant like, what's that word is it performance activism performance like activism, performance it's like the black square on, on Instagram, posting your little black square, but not taking the time to read up on it or learn why you're really, really posting it. Do you know what I mean? That's a whole nother conversation about how that the different kinds of activism that social media breeds and performative activism absolutely is one of them because it's not even about kind of materially what are you doing and where do you stand? It's about what can you show? Yeah, what do you show that you care about? What side are you on basically? Yeah, which is, I mean, that's another thing in itself. On a similar note, like on the topic of like being desensitized to everything as a result of social media, I was thinking about this literally earlier today. I was just scrolling through Twitter and there was just this video of they just came up and apparently I, I think see this is the thing as well. So fake news. So like the caption said it was in New Jersey. Well, then when looking into it, everyone commenting, I was like, oh, no, it's in Puerto Rico, actually. And it was, it was just these two cars that um, got into a bit of a disagreement. They pulled up. One of them, came, one of the drivers came around and he had like a baseball bat and he like whacked the car. Then this other guy, the guy who's in the car who's just whacked, gets out. They've got a gun and they literally just shoot him and apparently he's dead. 
And that was literally just on my Twitter, like just casually scrolling through. And that's then. I'm just a bit like, it's mad how like, I, I like the thing is when I think about the reality of what that is, it does kind of, it does leave me kind of shook. But at the same time, seeing stuff like that now, I'm just kind of like, like, you know what I mean? So is the video, I don't know where you saw the video. I'm assuming not like BBC News. Is it like a explicitly like, that was the thing as well. I didn't think it was real because um, it, so it wasn't that good quality. I think it, it was from a CCTV camera. Right. And, um, but there was a news article on it um, for some random news thing. And, um, you stumbled across basically, like un- unknowingly, yeah. unknowingly. But I did think it was fake just because I could hear the gunshots, but I didn't see any blood. So I was just a bit like, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know, like. I, I tweeted about this. I actually literally tweeted about it like a few days ago. Not this specifically. I was tweeting about this like film that I went to watch, and I was it was it was a um South. It was a Tamil movie, and it was about like caste violence. And I put it on because it was like really recommended. And then the first eight minutes, there was like some caste violence, and I thought, Mm-mm, can't watch this. So like, I don't know if I've, I've said it before on the show, but I'm I'm very 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 thin skinned with things like that, like like mm-hmm. oppression um for someone who is as predisposed to violence as i am <laughs> i cannot stand watching like traumatic things like yeah you know like when they see us that that netflix show um th- that was yeah. really popular and uh, like everyone was what i couldn't I, I couldn't even bring myself to watch the trailer for something like that. Like that's I, hard. that's why I just don't. I really, I, I don't consume like films and stuff like that. I'm the kind of person that if you ask me, oh, have you seen this film? And it could be like an award-winning, like notoriously like cult classic film. I promise you, I've not seen it. I have yes. not seen it because I don't watch films that make me feel sad. I can't because I'm the kind of person if I sit there for two and a half hours and watch something really sad, like and the last film that did that to me, two films in particular were American History X and Shutter Island. Both of those films ruined me for like a week each. Really? Yeah, like it it really dampened my mood. Like I was depressed. Like I just really take it on and like it really just becomes a part of me for a while. Same, same, same. I'm very, very thin skinned when it comes to especially things that historically historically oh, accurate. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I and, and I always say this as well, like like people around me who will watch like once again, I know it's weird coming from me, someone who is as predisposed to violence, but like a lot of people who watch like traumatic things, right? Oh. Like 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 just sheer senseless brute violence yes. like war dead bodies all that even like um even like even, true crime, <clears throat> cold cases true crime that kind of yeah, stuff yeah yeah or even, even things like people getting like just beat up senseless violence like that just watching people get beat up i just think why and i shout at people around me if they put it on around me because I, I just shout i just say like why are you watching that like it's just not you know what? Some part of me is kind of like this is my stance because of how I personally feel about it, the fact that I'm personally thin-skinned. I think like it's not normal. You shouldn't be watching this. Like that—that that is just not. Like mm-hmm. the way social media has like normalized this is not right. But then on the other hand, I think about the fact that death and violence are very, very like normal parts of life. And like there isn't. I think yeah, there's an Like there's an aspect that you have to see it because also like say the unfortunate event comes across in real life you see something in person that's traumatic you're not going to have any trauma response to it built up so you're going to react so badly and like and like in other parts of the world like for example like okay my dad 
right for example because like you know where he came from and 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 like he grew up in like a village in Bangladesh and all this kind of stuff like for them death is very normalized like people will die and like he'll be sad about it but it won't really touch him like that you know um and it makes me think like maybe is is this like a western sensibility like this kind of aversion to trauma because i can't imagine someone in like for example you know a village in bangladesh who sees Mm. you know death and 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 kind of violence and trauma and disease and things like that once again i think more regularly yeah once again i think it comes down to privilege that we've been sheltered here and we're not used to violence happening all the time because violence is condemned by law here do you know what i mean like and it's and it's actively like put into place in this country so we're not so much used to it there's actually a really good um black mirror episode on this it's called archangel and it's about um a woman who basically shields her child from everything stressful like it actually blurs her vision out when she sees anything they, they track her cortisol which is a stress hormone and yeah. when that spikes when she sees even like a paper cut on her finger um it will blur it out in her vision and then it basically obviously you know how black mirror goes it have to tell you the ending it messes her up but um yeah it's a very interesting take on like the balance of like trauma and getting it right in terms of like actually being able to cope as a real person yeah yeah absolutely I do think I do think the version that we have is like okay it's not normal human beings shouldn't be seen as one on the hand I'm like yeah well I don't know human beings do do see it and should see it like well actually I don't know about should but like they do right like it's just normal like in other parts of the world completely normal in 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 other ages of history completely Mm. normal so it's a weird one me personally like I said I'm just very thin-skinned I can't but then I think you look at things like generational trauma and then like relationships particularly in men like how they act towards their children and how like that translates down through the generations it all manifests in different ways so it's not necessarily a good thing that like some people were exposed yeah, it's to not, it's not loads, loads of trauma yeah absolutely it's not inconsequential but it's just it's, it's weird isn't it it's a weird one i think it is very um, subjective depending on what it actually is as well because when you think about raising awareness of stuff like a lot of the way which you raise awareness about causes that need attention is by sharing stuff on social media nowadays however you've also got to be cautious of the fact that um when you're sharing it the certain subgroup of people who are particularly affected by this if it, if they come across it it's going to be they don't need to see that and it's going to be even more triggering and traumatizing for them. Whereas, say, mm-hmm. so for example, um, a lot of the time in America, when you have um, unjust treatment of black people by the police, um, resulting in um, even murder sometimes, um, videos of that will go viral. And you're not supposed to share that because there's a, by sharing that you are literally facilitating the chance that a black person might come across to see that and they don't need to see that because if they see that that's just going to be more traumatizing for them like seeing someone that looks exactly like them being shot for no good reason right however on the flip side you've got the fact that white people probably do need to see that because they need to see that this unjust thing is happening and they probably should see oh this is this is the reality what's happening it's right in front of your eyes you can't deny it you know you know what i mean but it's like how do you just how senseless it is yeah you have to rely on like like a personal subjectivity you know rather than just human compassion 
but unfortunately that is that is that is the case it is out of sight out of mind and therefore insight in mind right it is a case of like how do you how do you like raise awareness about these causes without traumatizing so many people in the process you know what i mean all right we're gonna cut to some music now and then we'll join we'll join back and we'll see you in a bit Hey guys, and welcome back to Mangum Masala. This is Pi Radio South Asian Show. I'm Simran, and I'm joined here with Carlos and Halima. How's it going, guys? All right. Papa done the dog is falling asleep now. I was just about to ask, where is she? She's in the lab. Yeah, she's asleep. She did her, well, she did a wee on her pee pad, but she is doing a number two on the carpet. So, yeah, that's why. Are you just chilling with the. Um, it, it, it's over there. Like, so. At least it wasn't on you. It could have been on you. I have, I have semi-cleaned it. I will deal with that after this. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't. It's like having a baby. It is, but it's a, I think babies are probably more effort. But the thing with dogs and other pets is that that makes it harder is that they're more mobile, whereas babies can kind of just stay put. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think dogs, maybe this is not the right word to describe it, but they're more like unhinged. Like if they're gonna poo on the carpet, they're gonna poo on the carpet. Like and babies don't really do that. Yeah, well, the the equivalent of that in this circumstance was she was like she was chewing all of the wires around it. So I was like trying to go on mute, like stop doing that. Like, <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Oh well, it'll be fine. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about festival season. I'm going to park life. I'm very excited. How do you guys feel about festivals? Have you ever been to any? Who's the Who's the lineup today? It today. <laughs> Oh, there's so. Oh my God, Fifty Cent's gonna be there. Okay, so everyone was really excited. Oh, about that's Cent. right. I don't know how I. I don't know if I'm like really particularly excited about it, but I think it's gonna be good. Wasn't he was at the Super Bowl and that was good. So I feel like. It'll give a good performance. Wasn't that, he upside down or something? Pardon? Wasn't he upside down or something? Yeah, because he was upside down. I really forget what that song was called. But there was like one really famous old old video of his where he's hanging upside down in the same way, and I was like, oh my god. Um. Yeah, 50 Cent's going to be there. Tyler, the creator's going to be there, which has been on my... He is number one on my concert bucket list, and he has been for years, because this is his first time back in the UK since Theresa May banned him for inciting riots and having satanic lyrics. Fair enough. <laughs> um, in regards to me and the festivals, etc., I'm someone who actually isn't that much of a fan of live music which is really bad because like I am really I'm, I'm a really musical person but I just find that I enjoy music so much more from the comfort of my own um, privacy. I don't wouldn't consider myself that I've been to festival before I've been to wireless like two or three times right I don't think wireless counts. What guys you know what you know wireless this year I need to say have we spoken about this yet because they've smashed it out of the park listen good lineup but what's with the like all these dates and in Birmingham no, and London I, think that and was, that? I think that was okay no the first thing I want to say because before before we even get to the what's actually going on the marketing the advertising rollout did you see the advert that they did mm. like Chunks and Philly and Nella Rose and Harry that was I love that marketing, I thought that was amazing marketing. That was great. That was 10-10 marketing from them. Um, and I think they're doing something very, very different. Like this, like as far as UK festivals, I don't think that this has ever really been done before. Um, which is I think it's quite I think it's good. I think it's exciting. It's it's basically like three festivals in one. 
And each lineup is really good as well. They got a lot of stick last year for, or yeah, it was last year for having a very male dominated lineup. So, do you feel like they've kind of made up for that? Yeah. I think they pulled it back this year. It's a, it's a very, it's a very, the lineup is big names this year. It's massive. Massive. Oh, like, each, on, I'm going to find it. Each day, each day, each show, like, great lineup. Hang on, hang on. The lineup is is my favorite. Like so, I I um so my whole family we actually planned to go, but then um it got awkward with like holiday dates and stuff. So I don't know, probably near the near the date, we'll see. Like if I if I'm free, jeez, I would love to go to the Birmingham show. Finsbury Park, Crystal Palace, and Birmingham. Yeah, the Birmingham lineup's the best one. That's J Cole and Dave. Dave Cardi B, J Cole, D Block, Diggity, Jack Harlow, Bro. Bad Boys, City Girls, B Young, Bro, Gunna, the Birmingham lineup is Popcorn, Unknown T. Jeez, man. That's what I'm saying. Nux. Oh my god, Nux. Um, that's what I'm saying. Crystal Palace, ASAP Rocky, J Cole, Tyler the Creator, Baby Keem, Playboy Cardi, Doja Cat, Lil Uzi Vert, Don Oliver. Oh my god, Don Oliver. Okay, we're going, guys. Can we go Friday first of July? <laughs> Wait, oh I have an exam that day. It doesn't matter. It's all day. Guys, guys. Have an exam on the 1st of July. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. But why, Simon, why do you not think of wireless as a festival? This is old school wireless. Finsbury Park 2015 vibes wireless. It was just like... Yeah, that's local. Make- that's a local. That's a local thing. But this year, this year, that's what we call festival. Um, but... If you guys, if you guys are on it, I, I, I'm rolling through Mango Masala Ghost Live from Wireless. Birmingham, Birmingham. So no, 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 not Birmingham. Crystal Palace, London. Friday first is like Mango Masala takes Wireless. Let's go. Can we get press passes? Should we try? Oh, should we try? Yes. Okay. Let's let's draft a very convincing email. So my exam. Oh. Simon, come on, a press pass to wireless, it only comes once. Exam, yeah. Let's try it, guys. I'm being serious. Let's actually draft an email. How do you apply for a press pass? You got an email. No, no, we'll find we'll find a way. We'll find I'm a gonna way. email Amelia de Moldenberg herself. Yeah. Yeah. Tell H has been on Pi Radio before. To get that way. Yeah. Way back when before he got big. Oh, sick. Yeah. Get RD on it. No, let's actually try. Let's actually try. Let's actually and try. And um, the Finsbury Park one, Kylie B, SZA, Nicki Minaj. Oh, this is the girly one. Yeah. Megan The Stallion. Yeah, this is the girly one. Megan The Stallion's at Park Life as well. It's great. All three shows. Like I could, you could drop me in any any three Shansia. of the shows. Isn't she like not? Shansia. Isn't she like an Instagram model? Does she make music? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've heard some of her stuff before. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like you could drop me in any of the shows and I'd be happy. Like each show seems. No, 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 no. We need to go to one where Jack Carlo is going to be there. That's Birmingham. That's what I've been saying. And Finsbury Park Saturday. Dave is, Dave is, oh, is it? Dave is is at the Birmingham one as well. And I'd really love to see him. Jack Carlo is also Birmingham. Wait, July. It's July, not June. Oh, I Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like you have an example for this. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. I got a month's confused. Let's. Go oh I yeah, guys, come know. on right we're getting come on let's boss. go let's go we're getting press pass <clears throat> I would actually guys I'm I would, I would slyly if you, even if you can't get press passes I would still be happy to go if you guys are on it yeah just gonna film all the stuff yeah interview people shall we? shall we guys shall we just go oh yeah 
Well, I don't know actually because for someone who doesn't like live music, I am actually going to um Glastonbury this year. Oh my god, who's that? Who's uh who's who's playing? Oh Joy Crooks is there. Oh my um, Paul McCartney. Oh my god. <laughs> Diana Ross is, which is cool. Um to be fair, if there was one festival that was for Carlos, I'm not surprised that it's... Yeah. I don't know. No, no, I'm looking... To be honest, I'm more looking forward to it for the sense of, like, it's Glastonbury and also it is the 50th, so it should be, like, good. Oh, is like, it? Okay. You don't count at Glastonbury, do you? You do. So. Oh, you do? Who's, who's headlining? I know Paul McCartney and Diana Ross are one of them. And then who are the other two? I literally was looking at the poster this morning. I forgot. Let me get it up. I know. I'm looking at. I'm looking at this right now for Park Life. Tyler the Creator, Fifty Cent, Megan The Stallion, Lewis Capaldi, Jason States, Bicep, Peggy Goo, Pink Panthers, Shy Effects. Oh my God, I'm gonna actually die. Central C, Loyal Kana, Annie Max, Sunny Federa. I'm gonna die. Mahalia, Joy Crook's gonna die. <laughs> right. So Glastonbury is people that I think you'll be interested in. Kendrick Lamar. Oh. Okay. Oh my God. Can I come? Uh, Burner Boy. Yay, okay. Uh, Charlie XCX, lover. Mm. Hey. You know, Kendrick Lamar is my second favourite concert of all time. I've he never been. Amazing. I've seen, I've he was unreal. Amazing. He was unreal. Doja Cat, but she's meant to quit music. I don't know if she's. She's. I think she's finishing the rest of her like bookings, and then that's it. What? She's not gonna. They always say that. Yeah, I don't think she will not gonna she's she's way too good she's way too hot right That's, now oh my god heady one's gonna be at park life let's slow down i love heady one so i have a question have either of you two ever been to festivals where it is a camping no i just would not i wouldn't i couldn't and we're not we're not even camping at park life we've got a b and b <laughs> you could yeah you can't you can't park at park life you can't oh, yeah park yeah park of yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, even... I do prefer that. I have been to a camp festival once. I went to Leeds in 2014. And it was, um, uh, yeah, I did not enjoy camping. <laughs> I don't like the vibe of like porta potties and like, oh my and, like wet wipes to shower. Um, and I feel like people really take pride in that. Uh, and it's just I don't I don't think I can do it. I'm sorry. Dude. I'd like to, I'm quite looking forward to going back to my cushy little Airbnb and like having a nice hot shower. Yeah, because part life is actually good in terms of that. Like, and especially if you live in Manchester as well, and you can literally just go home. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I think we did wireless for two days one year, and then we just went home. Obviously, it was a bit of a trek because we're outside of London, and Finsbury Park was is quite far into London. So it was a bit of a trek, but it was still easy comparatively, and I'd still probably rather do that than camp. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, that. I think you'll enjoy part life simmering. The weather might not be good, but... You don't think? I hope it is. It better be. Mm, well, actually, every time I've been, it's been all right. Maybe a bit you part life before? Yeah, I've been part life twice oh yeah. my god what's the vibe like no it, it, I, I think it's quite good. the second time i got pulled for random drug searching so no i didn't enjoy that yeah. um but yeah how random are we talking well i literally the flipping sniffer dogs racist because they came up to me 
sniffed and sat down and they were like, oh, what do you have on you? So I had to go and separate and like get like um, patted down and stuff like in this random tent, yeah. which I'm just a bit like, yeah, so I, I, I'm not very happy with Sasha Lord over that. So Sasha, if you're listening, I'd still like compensation, please. So, yeah. But in terms of the actual vibe, like, yeah, it is. It is good. Like, and the lineup's good as well. So. I just want to see Glue by Bicep live and then I can go home, honestly. <laughs> Where's your um, Airbnb? Alton. Alton. Oh, yeah, I remember you said. Yeah, because I remember, I remember I didn't want to tell you guys in case you were like, why did you buy it there? Like, it's so far away. What were you thinking? I thought we didn't think. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's far from Manchester City Centre, but it's close to the actual Heaton Park. So. Yeah, I think we've planned, like, the bus already. I don't think it's actually that long. Yeah, it'll be fine. Plus, it'll probably be better because it's always, like, a mad rush afterwards in terms of, like, trams to get out. So, like, if you're not getting the tram, it'll probably be good. Oh my god! When this episode comes out, it's literally going to be Park Life. No, it's going to be like two weeks from Park Life. Yeah, forgetting Park Life and all the wireless, all the existing festivals. If you could have your own festival and have your your, you could choose the three headliners. Who would it be? Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say Travis Scott. <laughs> Simran, why'd you keep getting cancelled by yeah. cancel wish? Yeah, why do I want to get cancelled? Okay, listen. I've seen Travis Scott live at festivals before. Do you know what? I'm not even gonna entertain. I thought Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Drake. Because I'm basic. And are you going to kill me if I say the weekend? Why would I kill you if you say the weekend? So basic, isn't it? Oh, in the weekend. But then all my accessory acts will be good. Like I'm saying, like Dave, Knox, SL. Um, I was about to say Tion Wayne. No. Sorry, Tion Wayne, if you're listening to this. Sorry, Tion Wayne. I don't know where that came from. But... <laughs> Um. Oh, oh, James Blake. <laughs> Talented, amazing man. Um. Oh my God, yeah. Megan The Stallion, Doja Cat, City Girls. Maybe Cardi B. Just for the vibes. Heady One. Skepta, Skepta, Skepta. Jamie, BBK. That's it. Have you seen that? Um the lineup for that festival which I don't think ever happened but it was by um it was like Usher, Lil John and Friends if that makes lovers yeah. and, and that lineup was what? literally if I did mine if I did mine so to oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> yes if I did mine I would have to have Rahat Fatale Khan I'd need like some live koali. I'd need to have Rahat Fatah Ali Khan. And then straight after that, Drake. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then Travis Scott. Travis Scott into the equation. Live koali is like some of my favorite like form of um, entertainment. So 
I think I'd have all my Canadian people like Roy Woods, 88 Glam, Don Tolliver's not Canadian, but Don Tolliver, um, The Weeknd, Party Next Door, they'd all have to be there. DVSN. They're all there under Drake. I would say Shaka Khan, but then I don't know if she'd fit with the other people I want there. But to be fair, the one time that I have seen her was at Park Life. So. Shaka Khan was at Park Life? Yeah, it was very oh. random. That's that's no, no no but that gives me the same vibe as Glastonbury right I can't suss out what the vibe of Glastonbury is because like you say in the lineup like Paul McCartney and then like you know it's like Stormzy one year Kendrick Lamar I just feel like I think it yeah. the, the vibe I get from Glastonbury is like it's like it is cool but it's like what's it called it's BBCified basically have you like, been before no I haven't been before but like the vibe I get from seeing the lineup and stuff like yeah like you see which i think i don't mind that much because i feel like hopefully it'll be a bit like more civilized in terms of the camping as opposed to what leeds was like like i would hope we'll find out though do you have any horror stories from leeds uh, uh y- yes yep um, so i don't it, even want to hear if it's like we i want to know i want to know i don't want to hear so I think part of the reason why I was a bit like absolutely not after I finished there um, was because I made the mistake of drinking the water. Um, so basically, if you ever go to a festival and like... Drinking what water? Like as in the, you know, they provide like water, like as in not, not bottled water, but in water from a tap that is supposedly drink-worthy, but, like... Yeah, but all, all, all tap water in the UK is drink-worthy. What's going on? Yeah, but this <laughs> festival war is... It's 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 not, like, oh, don't, don't drink so it. So I was just drinking that willy-nilly the whole time, and I'm presuming it's either that or I got food poisoning, but I'm inclined to think it was the water. Um, And the last night, I was literally so... I, I was so ill. So everyone else was, like out partying for the final night I was just Aww. in in my tent like just like oh my gosh like, I just that would be the worst thing that would be mine <laughs> yeah that was not the worst bit the worst bit was I was like in my tent just lying face down just like oh like this is just oh, I just want to go home yeah and I go on to here in a nearby tent um, one of my friends um, and their girlfriend oh, um, no. and I think you can guess the rest it was very oh, loud no. and I was just there like literally dying and I could hear that though I was just like oh my gosh this we call ambiance. Was... They'll say no you were there no, no I was just in my tent like just like, like luckily it wasn't the same tent but like yeah, yeah. Yeah, wasn't. I was really expecting, like, you just saw someone, like, peeing somewhere where they weren't supposed to be peeing. Yeah, that's what you hear, right? There's just pee all over the place. That's that's Oh, yeah. Like, but that's just a given, like. No. Oh, damn. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to this. Well, yeah, you get to go back to your nice Bolton Airbnb, so. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully you can do some sightseeing in Bolton. Um, sure. That's good. Not the right place to go on sightseeing. Oh, never mind. 
Oh, okay, guys, so thank you so much for listening. This has been Mango Masala, Pi Radio South Asian show. And yeah, we will catch you guys next week. <laughs>